we gotta lie about everything because that's what parents do yeah, it's like when you're a kid and your parents put your dog to sleep and they tell you it went off to live on some farm oh my god cheech <laughs> you lied to me the truth shall set you free Welcome to the Shit You Were Told podcast, a science podcast about all the weird stuff you believed, which turned out to be bullshit, or is it? Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us for our very first episode. This is a podcast about all the lies our parents, teachers, and family told us. Each episode, we will take an example shared with us by you of when you were told something that wasn't quite true. Now, my name is Jen, and I used to spend my days in a lab as a research chemist. But now I'm studying a master's degree in science communication outreach at the Australian National University. And I'm joined by Jessie and Thanuri. Hey, everyone. My name's Thanuri, and like Jen, I'm doing a master's of science communication outreach at the ANU too. Now, I used to spend my days being an ecologist, so I was really used to being covered in dirt and all types of animal fluids. But I'm really interested to know about all the lies that our parents told us and what lies overcross. And hi everyone, I'm Jesse, and surprise, surprise, I'm also studying a Masters of Science Communication Outreach at the ANU. Now I've got a science and education background and I'm really keen to find out all the lies that your parents told you and maybe your teachers told you because I know they're not guilt-free and they're definitely guilty of telling some lies or two. <laughs> Jesse, do you have something to share with us today? I do, and that's why we're recording remotely. I'm doing the needful. I've done my COVID test and I'm staying home because I've got a little bit of allergy. Oh. So I'm staying home and isolating. And if I sound a little bit off, that's, that's why. Because he's got COVID cooties, maybe. <laughs> Not confirmed. Fingers crossed, no, but... Definitely not confirmed. Definitely not confirmed and probably not the case, but I had symptoms, so I went and got tested. Yeah, <laughs> doing the right thing. So, Jesse, you're a teacher and you've mentioned that some teachers are guilty of saying some porky pies to our kids. Are you guilty of this? <laughs> <laughs> when I said some teachers are guilty of this, I meant all teachers are guilty of this. <laughs> Um, and me included, you know, one of the lies that I would tell my students was when the ice cream truck would go past school, which, which actually happened a, quite a fair bit because where the school was, it was, it was near um, the beach, so the ice cream truck would come past quite often. But I told my students that when they heard the ice cream truck, that meant it was out of ice cream. What about you, Thanuri? Have you told any lies before? <laughs> or have you had any lies told to you? Well, I think my parents told me that lie about the ice cream truck a lot actually when I was a kid because we had the home ice cream bin I don't know if you guys remember that it was that one that had that jingle that was like the name that rings a bell <laughs> anyway um, <laughs> I, I yeah I got a few lies as a kid like my brother's nine years older than me so he definitely helped my parents out with this um, but when I was little, whenever I'd have a shower at night and I'd try to go to bed with wet hair, my mum would always tell me that I shouldn't because if I didn't dry my hair, I would get a cold the next day because my hair was wet overnight. Yeah. I don't know if that's true, but, you know, I still believe that. And I think I found out probably when I was like, <laughs> this is embarrassing, like 21, I think <laughs> that that wasn't true. <laughs> 
when you learned during your science degree that colds <laughs> are caused by viruses and not actually the cold. I was like on a field trip and I was like obsessed with drying my hair before we went to bed one night. My friend was like, why? I'm like, yeah, because you get sick. And she's like, no, no. <laughs> what about you, Jen? What have you been told? Well, I did get told the same thing as the Nuri about my wet hair. I just think that was just mum not wanting to deal with the knots that I'd get in the morning if my hair was wet. Um, but my grandmother was actually a really big one for this. I think she took like glee at telling me and my brother different things and then us finding out, usually through dad, um, that it was wrong. So one of these things were, was that mountain goats had uh, legs, like two legs shorter than the other two legs so that they could stand on the side of the mountain. Um, but that also meant that they could only go up or down the mountain one way. (laughs) (laughs) Topple off the edge. Um, And like, she'd make it really How much shorter? I'm not sure. I guess it depends on the mountain. I'm not sure. But like, she would point out, maybe they weren't goats, because I don't feel like we went anywhere that it was goats. But she'd point out like different animals standing on hills and mountains and be like, see, see their short legs. And then when, when we'd bring it up, on a car ride with dad he'd just look at us and be like no that's that's not the way these things go so yeah she was a big one for telling us lies just to humor herself to be honest i think she's joy (laughs) (laughs) those are some really good examples but it's not going to come as a surprise to anyone parents have been lying to us for ages so of our teachers our aunties uncles family members usually to influence our emotional state or behavior. So I'm thinking back to an example that you said, Jen, about your mum saying, don't go to bed with wet hair. And you pointed out that it was to stop uh, getting knots in your hair that she would inevitably have to brush out the next day. Am I right? Absolutely. But I was reading up the other day and it was only in the last few years that scientists have really looked at the effects of what lying does to kids into adulthood. And something really interesting but perhaps maybe a bit intuitive is that parents who lie more to their kids tend to raise kids that lie more into adulthood. Now, full disclosure, we're not here to tell anyone how to parent their kids. We don't have any children ourselves. (laughs) Um, But I suppose the moral of the story here is that parents are going to lie, but just like with everything, everything's better in moderation. And kids have great bullshit detectors too. So let's get stuck into our first example today. So I want to kick off with an example of my own that I know we also received from Hannah on Facebook. So thank you, Hannah, for that. So back when I was little, my mom used to tell me that I had a 10,000 word a month limit and that once I had used up that amount, I wouldn't be able to speak again until the next month. So And we, we still tell Jen that today. <laughs> So I am a bit of a chatterbox. I do really, really like to talk, um, and especially as a kid. Um, But yeah, so this really scared me a lot because I think the worst thing that I could possibly think of was not being able to speak. So I was really worried. And naturally, I believed my mum because why would my mum ever lie to me? You know, like, I mean, (laughs) why would she? Doesn't she? Absolutely. Like, she loves me and loves listening to my stories, right? So she's only got like 
my care in front of her mind. Um, but yeah, I believed her so much that she literally, all she would have to say is, ooh, careful, you know, you've almost used up all your words for the month. And I would just like clam up mid-sentence because I was like terrified that I wouldn't be able to speak. Um, and she would just go back to doing whatever she was doing and dad would jump in when I was trying to tell him a story that maybe he didn't want to hear. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was really and how old were you, Jen? Oh, I don't know. Like, I feel like I was probably at school at this point. Um, but I, I don't remember like when it stopped being effective. But I do know, I think it did last a lot longer than what mum ever intended because I'd get like throat infections and I wouldn't be able to like <laughs> speak properly. And mum would be like, mm, that's because you used up all your words. Like, sorry. Brilliant, I feel like. but <laughs> It's very, very, very clever. It is very clever. And I suppose it's very effective by the sounds of it. Because when you're that age, when you're, when you're a kid, 10,000 words is such a big number. And for a kid, you'd think that 10,000 words is going to last quite a long time. Yeah. And like, obviously I wasn't keeping tabs of it myself because at that point I could probably only count past 10 or something. So all it took was mum to be like, well, you know, you're almost at your limit because, you know, mums and dads keep track of all these things. So I didn't have any reason to, to think that they weren't telling the truth to me. <laughs> Did they give you any idea of how they were keeping track? <laughs> no, my parents weren't that organised. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, Jen. I kind of pictured like your parents with a book and they're like telling words. <laughs> oh, one of those like, number clickers and they're just like... <laughs> <laughs> And, like, they'd hold up the book to you or, like, the clicker and be like, oh, you're close, you're close. I feel like if I'm ever a parent that I would take these lies to that extreme as well. Like, I would follow it through <laughs> with my little clicker. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> there you go. Another example of how parents use lies to change your emotional state or behaviour. So <laughs> it sounds like your parents did a really effective job of that. All right, look, Jen, I'm sorry, but your mum was probably just trying to get you to shut up. Yeah. It, yeah, yeah. It does remind me, though, of another example, and it was my teacher. And she would give us counters. She'd give us five counters throughout the day, which really, looking back on it, seems like a very low number. And those counters, we could trade in to ask questions. But there is another example it reminds me of. And that's when your parents would take you on long road trips. Did your parents ever take you on like long road trips? Oh, so many. Mountain goats, yes. <laughs> Looking for mountain goats. Okay. <laughs> well, when mum and dad would take me on long road trips, we would play the quiet game. <laughs> and it clearly was another one of those examples of where parents just want a little bit of peace and quiet. <laughs> it does get me thinking though, how many words do we actually speak per day, per month, or even in our lifetime? Turns out it's a really bloody difficult question to answer. It's one of those it depends type questions. And I've found estimates anywhere from 2,000 words per day all the way up to 30,000 words per day. And if we're looking at the upper end, there was a guy called Giles Brandreth. And he came up with an estimate for how many words we actually speak in our lifetime. Now, this guy, Giles, he's a writer, actor, broadcaster. 
And you might recognize him if you've ever seen a show called QI. He appears on there sometimes. Hmm. And he wrote a book called The Joy of Lex. And in his book, The Joy of Lex, he came up with an estimate for how many words we speak in our lifetime. And he was so confident, he actually included it in the subtitle for his book. So the book's called The Joy of Lex, How to Have Fun With, get ready for it, 860 million. 341,500 words. That's how many he predicted we speak in our lifetime. Wow. Or he estimated. Wow. <laughs> That's a lot. And I'm impressed that you can, like, even say that number. Like, I know. So, it was really good. What was that number? I was really focusing on saying that number. In my head, I'm going, oh, one's column, tens column, hundreds column. <laughs> I should know this. I've got an education degree. I taught kids, so I should know how to read out a big number like that. But today's a struggle, so I'm it's glad impressive. we got through it. It's impressive to me. But, yeah, that's that's a lot of words. That was a lot more than what I expected. Yeah, same. And it really, it, it doesn't add up. He was so confident about the way that he arrived at that number. And I'll talk you through how he actually got there. So he came to that number, assuming that we speak about 30,000 words on average a day. Now that in itself is quite a lot. Now, while The Joy of Lex is a great book, that number really doesn't take into account how the number of words we speak changes across our lifetime. I don't know about you, but have you ever seen a three-year-old speak 30,000 words per day? <laughs> no. Um... Yeah, I'm sure there are some three-year-olds that are really talkative, some talkative toddlers. But 30,000 words per day, there are some days, and especially having since gone um, into lockdown in different parts of the country, because I know that the three of us are all from different parts of Australia, I could go through a whole day and I wouldn't say anything. Yeah. I don't know about you guys. What do you think? Yeah, I've, I've probably spent a couple weekends or even just weekdays not speaking to anyone during lockdown. Although, actually, that was a typical weekend for me anyway <laughs> <laughs> I agree like I think like I would barely speak to be honest because like also you can just message someone what you're saying these days so you know you can use like Facebook or like WhatsApp whatever you want to use to like talk to people across the room <laughs> yeah, I also talk to myself a lot too so I that would count in the total when I'm like good job Jen as I'm washing the dishes <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of self-encouragement goes a long way and you're absolutely right yeah we do we do talk but the, like you said Thunuri, the way that we've started to communicate with each other has not been to go pick up the phone and and talk to our neighbors or talk to um, each other it's sending a facebook message it's sending a whatsapp message and if we go back to giles number thirty thousand words per day even if we do the maths and we ignore the first three years of our lives, if we take that 30,000 words per day, multiply it by 365, and we ignore all the leap years, and then we multiply that by, you know, the average life expectancy minus those three years, 79.5, in Australia that is, we get to about 870.5 million. So even assuming if we have really talkative toddlers, the numbers don't seem to quite add up. Like that's a lot of words. And the question of how many words we speak per day is a question that others have struggled to answer. 
because that number is going to be different like we've explored for everyone depending on a whole range of things like your job for example you know as science communicators uh depending on even on what type of science communicator you are you're going to be talking a lot if you're in a public facing role and you're talking to other people but if you're sitting behind a desk doing writing you're probably not going to be doing as much talking and that applies to any job yeah that's so true jesse like my last job was a public facing job and i would say i talked a lot more than what i do now like i was always on the phone with people or i was talking to even stakeholders like within internally but now it's like beyond what we do in class not really that much what about you jen well I've worked retail as well. And I feel like I say, you know, have a nice day about 30,000 times. <laughs> but when I was in the lab, like there were days in the lab that we'd say hi. Sometimes we'd just nod, um, put some headphones in and that's about it for the day. So. Now, one study from 2007 even compared if there was a difference between the average number of words spoken by men and women. When I read this, I didn't believe it. And I still don't believe it now. And, and as this study found out, there's no reason to believe it. Researchers from a handful of American universities wanted to find out if it was the case. After a woman called Luann Brizendine published a book called The Female Brain. And in it, she claimed that women say 50,000 words per day and a man about 7,000 words per day. Now, what are your thoughts? No way. I feel like that's just a number she might have pulled out of her ass, to be honest. I feel like she had a whole bunch of, like, extroverted women and a whole <laughs> bunch of, like, introverted men and went, oh, there we go. Like, yeah. I think it's, like, yeah, like a gender thing. Look, I wouldn't, for our listeners at home, I wouldn't say that I'm the most extroverted person. And so, like, I'm kind of a quiet person when you first meet me and it takes a while for me to warm up, so... I don't think that I would speak 20,000 words a day as opposed to, like, a man. And if you were to ask me, I would probably, and I've got no evidence to back this up, other than anecdotal, and that is that I'd probably speak more than 7,000 words per day. I've got a couple of witnesses here. Would you say that I speak more than 7,000 words per day? I, I would think so. And, like, yeah. I, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if I was up around the 20,000 words per day on like a particularly chatty day but I know that there's like males that I hang out with that are like matching me word for word so <laughs> yeah I agree Jen like I know lots of people who are you know they're really chatty and they're men I'm yeah. sure we all can think of examples and so what these researchers did from this um it was from a handful of American universities they took something called an electronically activated recorder designed by a guy called James Pennybaker. And do you know what they called it? They called it the ear. <laughs> <laughs> Which seems appropriate. I would have liked to have been around the table on that day when they said, right, we're going to make this, this voice recorder and we're going to call it the ear. Like they would have thought that they were the best things in sliced bread. <laughs> Scientists love an acronym. Oh, they do. They really love an acronym that's really easy. And and you, you just know that there's one guy that's been there from day dot that will take like a couple of weeks that'll suddenly go, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> like you just know there's one that's 
<laughs> that's me I feel like that was me in the lab it would take me so long to figure out the acronyms people were throwing out and I'd be like oh that's what you meant I was always the one that's like oh that's so convenient and what a coincidence that that would turn out to be like an acronym that like makes sense of the topic and then they'd be like oh well we actually like reversed engineered it so it did say that yeah like, oh disappointing no I don't I, yeah I don't think this was a coincidence let's just say that but what they did was they took this ear this electronically activated recorder and it was programmed to record little snippets of conversations every 12.5 minutes and it would do that for 30 seconds and they whacked them on about 400 uni students with a roughly even split between men and women and then using that information so all of those conversations that were recorded, they were able to figure out how many words each of those uni students spoke per day. So they were able to take those little 30 second snippets and then based on those, figure out roughly how many words they spoke. And it's one of the concrete examples or one of the more concrete examples of how many words we speak per day. But the researchers admit that it's a number that differed widely across the groups. So as it turned out, it was about 16,000 words per day for men and for women. So there's no difference. But again, within that group, there was big, big variation. Some students used few, as few as 500 words per day and some <laughs> as many as 47,000 words per day. 7,000. <laughs> what? Now... Were the people that were speaking just 500 words, were they partnered with the 47,000 all day so that they just couldn't get a word in edgeways? Like, is that how it worked? <laughs> there were, there, <laughs> I could see how you'd think that. No, they weren't partnered with anyone. Um, these recorders were put on them or they were required to wear these recorders and it was meant to record just their conversations throughout the day with anyone. Right. So you could be walking up to someone and you would have a, no idea. Let, let's not get into whether it's an ethical thing or not. We'll, we'll skip that. That's another conversation. <laughs> but I mean, if you're going to fit 47,000 words per day, you're either going to have to speak over long periods of time, as in very constantly throughout the day, or you're going to have to fit those 40,000, 47,000 words really quickly into a short period of time. So how many words do we speak per minute? It's another one of those questions of it, it depends. It depends on the situation. Generally, it's about 120 to 150 words per minute, but it varies. Just like it varies throughout the day, it varies per minute. You know, for example, if you're an auctioneer, you can speak up to 250 words per minute. And certainly I know some of the people that we go to uni with would probably be, probably be uh, up around there, not looking at anyone. <coughs> Jen. This is true. But, you know, the current title for the world's fastest speaker. Do you remember the Guinness World of Records? Yeah. Oh, they were big around, you know, big around the 2000s. And I remember going into the school library and it was the favourite book. Everyone wanted to read the Guinness World of Records. That's so true. I remember well and it and was when like, the new one got released every year yeah. you'd be like the new one's out and you'd run to the library yeah 
and they would be, they were always like, they were covered in holographic material. And usually they were on display because they looked so good. We had a section <laughs> in our school library where we had the Guinness World of Records books. And the current Guinness World Record title for the world's fastest speaker goes to a guy called Sean Shannon, and he won it back in 1995. Now, no one's won it since because the Guinness World Records don't actually accept uh, submissions for this title anymore. Oh. They can't, because everyone's speaking so quickly, they can't really verify. I'm not exactly sure how they go about verifying how quickly people are talking, but it's become really, really tricky to see whether people are slipping up and making mistakes. So what they get people to do or what they did get people to do was to read out a piece of Shakespeare's work and they had to read that out as quickly as possible, but they couldn't make any mistakes. And that's where it gets a little bit tricky nowadays. They, they don't actually um, have a system for picking up those mistakes. Now this guy, he earned the title after reciting a piece from Hamlet. It was the soliloquy, that's a really tricky <laughs> word, soliloquy to be or not to be. Oh. You know, the one from high school? Did, did any of you do Shakespeare in oh, high school? Oh, we all did, Jesse. It was like year 12 English for me, at least. I was in New South Wales. We had to do Shakespeare, I think, twice. And I did Hamlet at one point. <laughs> and I remember this soliloquy well because it was to be or not to be. That is the question. Well, Fanuri, I'm really glad that you remember this soliloquy because it's probably going to come in handy. Oh, no. uh, Jen, <laughs> strap in because we've got, we've got a little challenge for Fanuri. Now, Sean Shannon, he could read the full soliloquy in 23.8 seconds flat. What? Now, that equates to about 655 words per minute. So, Fanuri, are you up for a little experiment? I am. So for our listeners at home, I've emailed the soliloquy through to Fanuri, and we're going to see how far she gets through this in 23.8 seconds, or roughly so. <laughs> I will let you know when we get up to 23.8 seconds. Fanuri, are you ready? For context, everyone listening at home, I am not a fast speaker, so <laughs> this is going to be fun. Okay, I'm ready. Jen, are you ready? I'm ready to, to hear this and see how she goes. <laughs> okay, I'm just putting All up right. the thing. It's in front of me now. Okay. Whenever you're ready, on your marks, get set. Go. To be or not to be, that is the question. Whether tis noble in the mind to suffer the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune, or to take arms against a sea of troubles and by opposing end them, to die, to sleep, no more, and by a sleep, to say we end the heartache and the thousands of natural shocks that flesh is heir, to tis a consummation devoutly to be wished, to die, to sleep, to sleep, perchance to dream, eh, there's the rub. Stop. <laughs> well played. <laughs> I that was really good. Yeah, I was channeling, like, you know, in the Melbourne Cup, not that I listen to the Melbourne Cup or watch it, but I always think of those like commentators that are like, you, know, like you did a really good job and i didn't hear any i didn't hear any mistakes so if you're listening at home you can rewind and do some quality control checking <laughs> to see if the nuri made any mistakes 
Unfortunately, like I said, the Guinness World of Records isn't taking entries for this title anymore. And they're currently looking, well, at least according to their website, they're currently looking at how they can uh, include this once more, once they've figured out how to verify attempts accurately. There's got to be an app for that, surely. Like, surely. Surely. Someone make an app for this. <laughs> I'm, do you know what? There, I think there would be things out there. If you know something that could help the Guinness World of Records, why don't you fling them a message <laughs> and let them know? Because Thanuri's keen to add her entry for the world's fastest talker. <laughs> So what you're saying is, in the great words of Lindsay Lohan, the limit does not exist, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're right. Well, at least the 10,000 word per month limit. We can only fit so many words in our lifetime because it really depends on our job, where we live, and something that we haven't considered are other languages. That's so true. If you gave me that Hamlet challenge in Singhalese, where I'm like, I'm from Sri Lanka, Oh, it would have been wasteful. <laughs> but basically what you're saying is that my mum lied to me my entire childhood, right? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I'm actually Case closed. And I'm going to call my mum because I think we need to chat. <laughs> well, on that note, thanks everyone. You've been listening to the Shit You Were Told podcast. Now, Don't forget to share your stories with us. We'd love to hear about all the lies that your parents and your family members told you. And we hope you can join us next time in the next episode. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please hit that subscribe button. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.